You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. You can check out my tracker there, looking at all the top 60 free agents overall, the best players by position as they're being signed, best players still available after these waves of free agency that have happened already. A lot of guys off the market, but a few guys that can still help teams out there, so Good uh, to catch up on all that. That's what we're going to do here to close the week. We've broken down things as they've happened for you, the waves of signings uh, day by day here. But we're going to catch you up on all of it by position so you know what's going on here. And we'll start running back. A lot of activity there, especially the last couple days. And then looking at quarterback, a lot of changes there, looking at the teams that have set up kind of their bridge situations in a lot of cases ahead of the 2023 NFL draft. And then... Not as much action with the wide receivers and tight ends, but still some things of note that have happened there of late and some guys still out there that uh, should also have an impact once they land with teams. So we'll break that down all for you today to uh, close the week here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Subscribe and follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. This is, of course, Locked on Fantasy Football, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your fantasy team every day, and we want to help you all throughout the offseason as well with our Kind of advanced scouting mode here for 2023. Let's start at running back and see what's going on here. We know the guys that were franchise tagged all at the top here. Josh Jacobs not going anywhere after leading the NFL in rushing yards and yards from scrimmage. He is a franchise tag, so the Raiders weren't about to let him get away. So he's status quo there and with a better team around him, I would say. Then you look at Saquon Barkley, he's also in the mix. The Giants have upgraded in certain spots as well, and uh, they have Daniel Jones back quarterback. So Saquon got the franchise tag once they locked up Daniel Jones to a long-term deal. And Tony Pollard coming back for the Cowboys. Well, Ezekiel Elliott is not. He's a free agent out there joining uh, Devin Singletary, Damian Harris as the best available right now. A lot of guys have been snatched up here by teams to kind of change the courses of their backfields. The Cowboys, we know, are going forward. Tony Pollard in the lead role. We'll see if uh, they add a power back in the draft or later in free agency. But they're moving on with Pollard. We'll see what they do. I think they'll target a back. I don't think they're going to invest highly. I don't think right now that's the case. And either Bijan Robinson right down there in Austin from Texas or Jameer Gibbs of Alabama. Both of those guys are worth first-round picks because they're overall great backs uh, with... Feature potential, three-down potential, but Pollard they like enough where I don't think they'll take that kind of back. Let's hope not because that would change how we feel about Pollard uh, really high on him now as an RB1, of course, going forward if Elliott is not in the picture. So Jacobs, Barkley, and Pollard, three RB1s from fantasy football not going anywhere. Miles Sanders also had a big year for the Eagles. Well, he'll have to do it with the Panthers now. 
He got signed by the Panthers. We talked about that. Four years for $25 million. So when you have him, he's the lead back. I mean, Dante Foreman related that did not get re-signed. He went to the Bears. So a lot of things going on with these three moves, actually, in the next tier here where Okay, so Miles Sanders goes to the Panthers, so now he's their lead back. Chuba Hubbard is their kind of change of pace receiving back, so that's how that backfield shapes up right now. In Chicago now, you have uh, David Montgomery gone, so they had to get a power back. So Montgomery went to the Lions, so your places now uh, Jamal Williams in front of uh, DeAndre Swift. And this is probably not a good situation for Swift because Montgomery is a versatile guy that has some durability, while Swift's durability issues have been coming into question more for Detroit. So what you're looking at now in Detroit is a combination of Dave Montgomery and DeAndre Swift. So you have Sanders and Hubbard in Carolina. Where does Dr. Foreman go? Well, he ends up now with the Bears. So he's on the Bears with Khalil Herbert. So they're not totally going all in on Khalil Herbert, but I'm still high on him. I think this could end up being Foreman, kind of being the Ezekiel Elliott role of the Cowboys. And seeing the big year from Khalil Herbert being the more explosive back, the pass-catching back. So, good one-two punch, and we've seen it work. This is Luke Getze from the Packers running the Bears offense. So, you can see a parallel there also between what you have with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So, there's all kinds of things you can connect the dots to. So, I would say... I would still be pretty high on Khalil Herbert. Dante Foreman is the guy behind him as a power back. And really, Sanders and Foreman are more power backs that they don't like to use those teams in particular in the passing game, especially when you've got Hubbard and Herbert there. And you have Montgomery, however, can cut into that role because he's a decent receiver. We've seen that as well, staying healthy. So they got a little bit of upgrade in Detroit over Jamal Williams because Montgomery can do a little bit more. Also finish in the red zone. Maybe not as an explosive back, but he can offer some... Uh, reliability and versatile pass catching as part of the deal. So that means Jamal Williams uh, had to uh, find a new role with Montgomery going to Detroit. So Jamal Williams ends up replacing Mark Ingram with Alvin Kamara. Makes a lot of sense. Another situation, Alvin Kamara has been compared to Swift or more vice versa. So now you have Jamal Williams as a power back there. And we know Ingram and Kamara have worked pretty well. So they're hoping to recreate that with their Updated offense here with Derek Carr at quarterback. We'll get into that as well here on those quarterback changes. But yeah, so Jamal Williams is in a good spot to maybe keep up that volume. And keep in mind, it was going back to Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. So it all comes full circle there. And so a lot of parallels can be drawn here. So it makes a lot of sense that Williams uh, would move on and try to cash in. The Saints are a good spot for him. And the Lions, I think, upgraded as well with Montgomery. Now, we'll see about Dalvin Cook. There are rumors that the Vikings are shopping him. They re-signed uh, Alexander Madison behind him for a couple years and $7 million. So, Maje Pirine is a little bit of a contingency for Javonta Williams coming off the major knee injury. So, he leaves Cincinnati. We'll see what happens with Joe Mixon. There's been talk about them cutting him for salary cap purposes, but they don't have a chance to lean on Pirine anymore in Cincinnati. He's with the Broncos, two years, $7.5 million. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. and Miles Gaskin, they all return to Miami here, so not much changing in that backfield. Maybe Miami kicked the tires and asked about Dalvin Cook, but they don't have a first-round pick, keeping them out of the Robinson and Gibbs game. So that really has said they had to go for the running backs and the cheap. They like what Wilson Mostert, the two former 49ers, did in Mike McDaniel's system last year, so they're bringing them back. James Robinson looks like this little move. Uh, the Jets uh, jettisoned him there after acquiring him from the Jaguars. The Patriots, however, pick him up for two years, $8 million. So that suggests that 
he's now their guy, the Ramondre Stevenson, there being the Travis Etienne type there with his pass catching and finishing in the red zone in good volume. That would suggest there that uh, James Robinson will be the replacement for Damon Harris. They like the availability in New England, so Harris still looking for a job. Devin Singletary, also a free agent, uh, hasn't had a lot of looks here. And then Ezekiel Elliott into the mix as well as a veteran power back who's a good pass protector. The Eagles, uh, we know they moved on with Rashad Penny and uh, Boston Scott. So those two guys are the combination in Philadelphia now with Kenneth Gainwell, of course, in the mix. So same type of situation. Penny, a little bit more explosive at times than Sanders, but still a power back that doesn't give you much of the pass game. Scott is kind of a swing back up there. And Gainwell is now in your clear receiving role again. We know that the Buccaneers are moving on from Leonard Fournette, so they got Chase Edmonds to be their receiving uh, passing out back to help Rashad White here without Tom Brady. Matt Breida's back. He was signed behind uh, Saquon Barkley, so nothing changes there. You have Mike Boone leaving the Broncos as well, so the Broncos bring in Samaji Piran, but they said say goodbye to Edmonds and Boone. Boone signs the Texans behind Damian Pierce, though, so not a big threat to Pierce after his fine rookie season there. Amir Abdullah backed in a limited uh, pass-catching change of pace role behind Josh Jacobs in Detroit. And the Bears added a third back as well. So now they've got Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, and a little bit of flyer on Travis Homer as number three. So remix backfield for sure all around in Chicago and Detroit and all these places. So those are the key moves to catch up you on running back here and what they mean here. So it's kind of a musical chairs and the merry-go-round here with the recycled nature of this position. If you're looking for situational guys, and uh, that's what uh, these teams all landed up with to help their chances here once those uh, main three guys were franchise tag. All right, thanks again for listening to uh, Locked On Fantasy Football, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Built Bar March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar puff, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to Built March Madness to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for my favorite uh, puffs here. I love the churro, so that'll be my favorite uh, bar puff. And look, I'm excited because my team, Northwestern, is in the bracket. But you might have a favorite sports team, but you got to also support your team and your bar and your puff here, and you got to check it out at BuiltMarchMadness.com. And when you vote for your favorite bar puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On Network listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but a Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So, great chance to win. All you have to do is go to BuiltMarchMadness.com. Madness.com to take advantage of it. you got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. That's BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar, Puff, and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on and support your picks. All right, we will continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football in a moment. Again, uh, good stuff here to break down for you with the quarterback movement in free agency. Again, subscribe or follow us for free wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. 
Lamar Jackson holding pattern here, franchise tag. He's still trying to see if he can work out a deal. Are the Colts in the mix? Are the Ravens going to bring him back? There's not a lot of options now for Lamar Jackson with things happening with teams set on first-round draft picks or moving on with bridge guys that they like for a little bit cheaper and uh, the re-signings as well. So Lamar Jackson, we're waiting on him. We're, of course, waiting on Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be a Jet. So we just had to figure out the compensation if the Jets are going to give up that first-round pick this year to get Aaron Rodgers. We'll have to see, but uh, the deal is essentially done according to Aaron Rodgers himself here. So at least we have some clarity on one half of the issue with Aaron Rodgers where we're still waiting for all of it here with Lamar Jackson. Daniel Jones re-signed, so fantasy season on the borderline of a QB1 last year, getting uh, extra weapons here, so we'll examine that here for you on what happened with him in our final segment. So Daniel Jones gets uh, Saquon Barkley back, some uh, up grades at receiver as well as uh, some bringing back guys there as well. Derek Carr is now with the Saints and he's their starting quarterback there in New Orleans going forward. So cleaning up the James Winston, Andy Dalton and uh, Taysom Hill mess post Drew Brees. So Derek Carr, we'll see if he can uh, regain some borderline uh, QB1 status there, but it's going to be a little bit difficult because he hasn't really put up those numbers of the Raiders, and I still think the Saints will be run-oriented. Geno Smith returns. He was a good uh, fantasy and reality re- revelation last year, so that's great. Facilitates DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in the past game. Smith is still going to put up some numbers here, as we saw last year, so that's good for Geno Smith. Jimmy Garoppolo has always uh, been a middle-of-the-road to top QB2. We'll see what happens. The Raiders, however... Didn't bring him in the introductory press conference. There were some rumors that did this deal fall through, but I think this is Jimmy G's best bet here, folks. So I don't know if that's the case. I think they probably had to wait for a little bit. There's no way he would have reneged here with Josh McDaniels. I don't think that's what Garoppolo would do. That There's not anything that changed in the Raiders situation unless they're going after Lamar Jackson here, which I doubt that's happening here. But I do think Garoppolo is going to be there and, again, facilitate some of those playmakers uh, that we see that – include uh, Jacoby Myers, but not Darren Waller. Jacoby Brissett is your competition for Sam Howell with the Commanders, so we're not sure exactly what Howell's going to give us, but Brissett, we know, facilitated last year Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones in Cleveland, so that'll be good news if that's the case for Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and just overall with that offense to have a veteran in there. Sam Darnold is your contingency for the 49ers combination, the injured young duo of uh, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, so we'll see. If they need Darnold at all, I think they just want him to be a clipboard holder there and have one of those guys be healthy enough to start here. And uh, the third may be the guy that you kind of uh, deactivate in games, if that's the case here, based on their injuries. So I'm thinking right now you're looking at Trey Lance as a starter, Sam Darnold as a backup, and maybe Brock Purdy starting on IR or being uh, kind of uh, slow to be on the mend here in 2023. Baker Mayfield is now your bridge quarterback in Tampa. He'll compete with Kyle Trask for the starting job, but Mayfield should have the edge there in this offense. Very nice. It's kind of the Seahawks offense, really it is. Dave Canales coming over from Seattle, so they're going to run some of that run-heavy looks to set things off play action downfield. And again, good weapons once again there with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So maybe some duplication and an opportunity for Mayfield to uh, have a comeback player-like season that Smith had in a similar offense in Seattle. Taylor Heineke is the Falcons' contingency plan for Desmond Ritter as they moved on from Marcus Mariota. So a good little pickup there and definitely has a shot to be the starter should uh, Desmond Ritter more need more time or struggle. Gardner Minshew is on the move as well from the NFC East. He's going to the Colts, so he leaves the Eagles' backup situation. So now he's the Colts' uh, new 
option here with Matt Ryan being released from Indianapolis and Carson Wentz also not there anymore and the commanders have got rid of him. So now Gardner Minshew is your contingency for only one year, 3.5 million. So that just suggests they're still going after someone big. Does this preclude them from going after Lamar Jackson? I don't think so. It's rather cheap here. They needed a backup quarterback, but maybe the style of Minshew being in there can change it. But keep in mind that Minshew was with Shane Steichen in Philadelphia. So it makes a lot of sense here to follow him to Indianapolis to be the backup. Andy Dalton is going to uh, Frank Reich, the former Colts coach, and he's now with the Panthers, so he'll be the backup and uh, clipboard guy and uh, maybe the bridge guy if needed for that number one overall pick right now, trending toward Ohio State's C.J. Stroud as the pick for the Panthers rookie franchise quarterback. Mike White is your contingency for Tua Tagola, replacing uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who's still a free agent and available out there. So Bridgewater, Wentz, Ryan, all out there. Drew Locke is no longer out there. He has got a deal behind Geno Smith to be his backup for an, another year and $4 million. Jared Stidham is your backup to uh, Russell Wilson. He gets a deal for two years, $10 million from Denver. Marcus Mariota is your new Eagles backup quarterback. He gets a one-year $5 million deal. That just happened here. So Mariota, so much for him checking out and not wanting to play. He ends up with the NFC champions uh, behind Jalen Hurts. I think he'll be a good influence in that locker room and a good backup there for what the Eagles want behind Hurts. Case Keenum is uh, going to the Texans. He was a University of Houston star, started his career with the Texans, and now he's your backup and contingency plan as they move on from uh, Davis Mills as they have the number two overall pick. That means Kyle Allen had to go somewhere. He goes to the Bills, so go figure. Case Keenum goes from the Bills to the Texans. Kyle Allen goes from the Texans to the Bills. So kind of an even swap there with those veteran quarterbacks. P.J. Walker was not tendered by the Panthers. Not a surprise there. So the Panthers moving on with Andy Dalton and the rookie. So Darnold wasn't re-signed. P.J. Walker also in the move. He goes to Chicago to help Justin Fields as a backup. I think he's a good backup for Fields with uh, Trevor Simeon being released here. So he's the new guy here that we're going to look at for sure as the top backup to Justin Fields. C.J. Beathard re-signed to be the backup to Trevor Lawrence in uh, Jacksonville again. So he's back. Nick Mullins also back as the backup. So Beathard and Mullins, a couple of former 49ers starters in stopgap situation, good backup situation. Mullins stays there behind Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. All right, there you have it. There's an update on all the moves they're running back and quarterback so far. We'll close the show looking at wide receiver and tight end, what we know so far with those positions. Again, thanks for making uh, us your first listen day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day here on the show. It is uh, over for the NFL, but it, it is in the grind of the NBA season. you got NHL, MLB around the corner. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook app. But yeah, you got to get it because this is the best time to get into the action for non-NFL sports. Everything is going on there and... Uh, you're going to have the easiest way to uh, bet on games because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. So a lot of exciting action in the NBA as we get closer to the playoffs. Uh, and you can get in on the player pot props. You can uh, move up with points and rebounds, assists, all that kind of stuff. And just uh, the spread money line, never easier to do that. And 
You also have exclusive bets that you can check out on FanDuel. Like the 2x3, you can do two three-pointers, score in the first three minutes, and try to cash in on that. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast and also being a key sponsor for NFL betting as well. All right, it is time to close the show to catch you up on the, all the wide receiver and uh, tight end moves here. So we'll start at wide receiver. Jacoby Myers is uh, going to the Raiders, uh, reuniting with Josh McDaniels. He's in the mix there as a big slot slash outside uh, complimentary possession guy with uh, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro for their new quarterback. I presume we're still going to stick with that. That's Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, nothing's going to change there. So Myers, again, uh, we're worried about his value and uh, the value of Hunter Renfro with the Darren Waller still there. But the Raiders traded Darren Waller to the Giants, so that opens things up nicely for Myers and 11 personnel to be productive here, which would mean opening up uh, passing him a little bit more in 20. 23, Juju Smith-Schuster replaces Jacoby Myers as the big slot for the Patriots. He got a pretty good uh, multiple-year deal here, so he leaves the Chiefs, so Juju uh, leaves the Chiefs with a little bit of a void. That bumps up Kadarius Toney up with a key role there for Kansas City, and we'll see about them re-signing McCall Hardman, who's also a free agent, so some th- changes on the way in Kansas City here. But you figure Kadarius, Tony, Skyborn, these are the beneficiaries there. While the Patriots have a bona fide number one, it's a plug-and-play for Jacoby Myers, for sure. I mean, you can just swap what Myers did with Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's the kind of thing you'll get. Myers, again, competing a little bit in the slot with uh, Renfro and uh, competing a little bit with Adams for the touchdown, so some things to watch there. But Jacoby Myers may be more wide receiver three, and Juju could also have that value here for New England. Al Lazard, it's hard to assess his value too much here. I still think he has some pop here as a touchdown score, especially if it's Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback with the Jets. But looking at Al Lazard, uh, maybe he can step up and be the number two with Elijah Moore, more than change of pace three here. But upside for Garrett Wilson in his second year, the rookie of the year, being a bonafide wide receiver one, Al Lazard, and uh, now looking at dip. More could come in at wide receiver threes if it indeed is Rodgers with the upgrade there. DJ Chark has been looked at by multiple teams here. The Lions not bringing him back so far. I mean, they've had uh, their depth here with Jameson Williams. They feel good about his health playing off him on Ross St. Brown. So DJ Chark will land somewhere well here. Paris Campbell, we thought he could return to the Colts or go to the Panthers. Well, he ends up with the Giants. I really like this move. A quick guy that you can work on the inside. They also signed Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton for the Giants, so trying to keep things intact with Isaiah Hodgins. So we thought the Giants would do a little bit more here. They did get Darren Waller, but a little concerned. He's a 31-year-old uh, tight end. Best is behind him with the hamstring injuries, but Campbell on the inside can be very active, and we're not sure what's going to happen with Wondell Robinson. I mean, Campbell has some of the similar skill sets to Robinson, so that's something to watch out for with the Giants, but they did draft Robinson this Regime. So we'll have to see things short out again with the Giants, but a little bit unpredictable. Their pecking order, but Campbell does have a lot of upside here for the Giants, and I do like that move quite a bit. Adam Thielen looking for teams here. Again, we're still waiting on what Hardman might do. Richie James is probably out of the mix now with Paris Campbell and uh, Sterling Shepard there, so James is going to have to find a new home out of New York. Julio Jones, we'll see if he continues to play. The Buccaneers have not shown much interest in bringing him back. Marvin Jones uh, probably done here with at least the Jaguars, maybe his career, Calvin Ridley was reinstated. So that makes them superfluous there with uh, Christian Kirk and the rest of their team. 
with the receiving core when you also have Zay Jones in the mix. So Marvin is out probably from Jacksonville. Demarcus Robinson, the Ravens had a little interest. He's just a guy. I don't think it's going to land anywhere. Andre Carter is pretty versatile for the Chargers, but we're not going to see much from him. Matt Collins still out there. Could be the end for him. Jarvis Landry, he's really slowed down with the Saints last year, so not confident in him getting a deal. Odell Beckham Jr., on the street here, still looking for that bigger deal than maybe someone is willing to give him. He did work out pretty well, and he can be a pretty good number two or flyer, but if he's going to demand $20 million a year or whatever the big contract is, he's not going to get that from any team. Mentioned Adair Slayton returning to the Giants. The other move of note here that we've known so far is Robert Woods. He leaves the Titans but stays in the AFC South with the Texans. The Texans are uh, potentially still shopping Brandon Cooks here. We'll see how it plays out if Woods and Nico Collins are their new combination now for their quarterbacks. Uh, there, Mike Boone in the backfield. You also have uh, Case Keenum as a contingency there for your number two overall pick, whether it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. So those are the moves there. It would tight end. We mentioned the trade here for Darren Waller. The Giants hoping that he will stay healthy here. I'm a little skeptical again with the health. It really kills the value of Daniel Bellinger. But they need a big target. If he can be somewhat healthy, he can be decent in the back door, tight end one, but not loving it here after the injury issues last year came him out that kept him out the hamstring. Evan Ingram is back in the mix of the Jaguars, made perfect sense coming off his best season and a key target there for Trevor Lawrence. You have uh, Dalton Schultz still needing to be signed here, so we'll see what happens with him. The Chargers are the top contender to get him and replace Gerald Everett, who they can easily cut here. Makes a lot of sense with Dalton Schultz potentially going and reuniting with Kellen Moore, the former Cowboys offense coordinator. Hayden Hurst is with the Panthers, so he, they did uh, restructure Ian Thomas's contract. So they have Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble, and Hayden Hurst. Not much to see there yet. Hurst had, had his flashes with the Bengals, but different style of offense, pass happy. Hurst could return to more of a blocking inline role here. We'll see. But they needed some receiving help. The Panthers got that, but I'm not going to run to them in fantasy. Now, this move does intrigue me in fantasy. Mike Gusecki. Again, what do we say about the 12 personnel that the Patriots could re return to here? Now, you don't do this. Uh, trade John Smith, by the way, to the Falcons. He gives some depth there for blocking for uh, Kyle Pitts of being more involved as a receiver. Now, Mike Gusecki arrives here with Hunter Henry. These are two pretty top tight ends that have had fantasy value outside in uh, previous stops. Uh, Henry with the Chargers, Gusecki with the Dolphins. One year, $9 million. It's a pretty big investment. They weren't happy with Jonas Smith's availability. Didn't like him as a fit in the offense. Remember, Penn State tie. Bill O'Brien did coach at Penn State, so Gusecki and Henry might be the bread and butter of what they do in the middle of the field with Juju Smith-Schuster. So creating some size, inside ability, 12 personnel, slot, using the tight ends. Gusecki, not the best blocker, so that would say he's the versatile guy. Hunter Henry is a better blocker than him. So that makes sense to have one inline guy, one move tight end. And Gusecki might be used better as a move tight end. I think he has that athleticism to do so. Last year, the Dolphins didn't really love him in the offense. They used him as a key red zone threat, but that was about it. But I think he'll fit better in what the Patriots want to do. And finally, Robert Tunyon is no longer in Green Bay, so he's not going to follow Aaron Rodgers. To the Jets, we'll see if Mercedes Lewis gets that on the cheap behind uh, Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama in New York. But Robert Tunyon is now with the Bears helping uh, Cole Komet at tight end. So I don't know how much it affects Komet's value. I think you look at uh, Tunyon, Tunyon is just more of a contingency backup there. So 
Not the greatest landing spot for Tunyon. His fantasy value of his best uh, days are probably behind him. That short to flash he had with the Packers. So that's it. Again, we're waiting for Dalton Schultz there. And uh, that's the key move. And great tight end class. We talked about Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, just Luke uh, Musgrave. You've got uh, Darnell Washington. So very, very good tight end class in the draft. And uh, that's why you've seen the slow action here. But again, interesting how the Patriots are going down the road with 12 personnel, but could do it more effectively this time with O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Again, he did it successfully in the past, so that's why we trust that's where the Patriots are going again. And uh, this maybe hurts our chances of getting Mayor Kincaid in the first round uh, for that team. So we'll see. We'll open things up for different teams for sure to get involved. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We'll break down, uh, hopefully, some more things that happen at Free Agent. Maybe we'll have an Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson resolution for you on Monday, and it'll break things down, and we'll keep you looking at the teams there. So maybe we'll look at the team perspective, what teams have improved the most in fantasy overall with our players. We'll look at that on the next time here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Now make your second listen. Locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to draft, salary cap management, more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. To find Locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, just like this show, your team every day. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this is Vin Vinny Iyer. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's a little bit of fun. There is an NFL interlude, and uh, we'll catch you up on NFL free agency again on Monday.